Once you learn to recognize them, you will begin to realize how ridiculous they truly are. There is more to life than what you currently know. You have no idea what rests in the balance as a result of your decisions. As life passes minute by minute, day by day, year by year, you can either improve or diminish. It is true. You can end up in the same place you were last year, where it seems like life just passing by, but nothing is really happening. The truth, however, is average is simply a result of balancing out your ups and downs. What if your ups were more abundant than your downs? Well, the result would be a lifted average. Here, we go beyond what is true to make it all the way to the truth. The truth, after all, will set you free. I'm Michael Hall. I'll be your host for the show. If you're fishing or flying an airplane and something strikes you and you'd like to write it down but can't, don't worry. You can check out the show notes for the episode at betterfortoday.com, where we also go much more in detail in our blog, as well as sharing sources and resources. Today will be the final episode, closing out the series about purpose. Who am I? Is it too late? I'll do it tomorrow. If I had more, then I would. It has to be perfect. It will never work. It's all or nothing. These are the voices of fear and doubt. They almost always come with a sense of time and start with yesterday or tomorrow. And they try to disguise themselves in new situations. But they only really have one answer. You can't. But they're like muscles. The more you work them, the stronger they become. Because every time you believe a lie about yourself, it gets easier. Once you learn to recognize them, you will begin to realize how ridiculous they truly are. When I was a kid... I used to love to watch football, and my favorite team was the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I'm from Florida, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. But the reason I liked the San Francisco 49ers was because of Jerry Rice and Steve Young. The combination of the two was lethal. I remember I used to collect football cards, and I had one that was double the size of every other card I had. It wouldn't even fit in my box, and it was a signed card from Jerry Rice. But what most people don't know about Jerry Rice is that he went far beyond just being someone who was skilled. And he was known for training longer and harder than any of his peers. And he was asked one day, what makes you keep going? Why do you train so hard? Why do you work so long? And he said, in high school, I'll never forget. He and his teammates were running 40-yard dashes, and he was not happy with the times he was getting. So when everyone was done and they went off to the locker room, he decided that he was going to stay back, and he gave himself a certain number of routes to run in efforts to improve his times. Now, but halfway through, he knew that everyone else was in the locker room, probably already in the shower, getting ready to go home, and he wanted to quit. But Jerry knew something that most of us don't. 
He knew that every time you believe a lie about yourself, it gets easier. He knew that if he quit now, quitting later would be that much easier. So he didn't quit that day, and he never quit. Jerry Rice, to this day, is widely considered to be the greatest wide receiver in the history of the NFL. In addition to winning three Super Bowls, Rice holds nearly every single season and career receiving record available. He is also the NFL's all-time leader in yards, receptions, and touchdowns. He holds virtually every significant receiving mark to this day, including the most career receptions at 1,549, the most yards receiving at 22,895, and the most total touchdowns at 208. Now, while the numbers may not mean much to you, to put it into perspective, second, third, and fourth place all have about 15,000 yards receiving when Jerry has almost 23,000, and that pattern stays consistent through all of his records. Rice was elected on his first try to be induced into the Hall of Fame. He said, there was no way I was going to be denied. I kept working hard and my dream came true. I tell kids not to let obstacles stand in your way, and if you want to achieve something, go for it. I'm living proof with my background and where I came from. I didn't give up. I wanted to be the best football player I could possibly be in the NFL, and I was able to accomplish that. His speed came from chasing a black stallion, a horse, in efforts to ride it. His hands and focus were honed working for his father, a brick mason. On hot days, Rice would stand on the scaffolding and catch bricks from his brothers to hand to his father with any dropped brick being deducted from his paycheck. When people talk about Jerry's work ethic and say, oh, it's really extreme, they do it a disservice. Steve Young said, there's an iron will to it. It's over his dead body. Jerry Rice, to the core, was driven. You belittle that drive by saying he had just a great work ethic. Most people have an off switch, and they choose when to go all out. Jerry didn't have an off switch. In team workouts, he was famous for his hustle. While many receivers would trot back to the quarterback after catching a pass, Rice would sprint to the end zone after each reception. He would typically continue practicing long after the rest of the team had gone home. Most remarkable were his six days a week off-season workouts, which he conducted entirely on his own. Mornings were devoted to cardiovascular work, running a hilly five-mile trail, he would reportedly run 10 40-meter wind sprints up the steepest part. In the afternoons, he did equally strenuous weight training. These workouts became legendary as the most demanding in the league, and other players would sometimes join Rice, just to see what it was like. Some of them got sick before the day was over. It is obvious that Jerry Rice put an incredible volume of work. This is no surprise unwavering consistency is a requirement for achieving excellence. You can't expect to become great at something without practicing it over and over. However, he designed his practice to work on his specific needs. Rice didn't need to do everything well, just certain things. He had to run precise patterns, 
He had to evade the defenders, sometimes two or three, who were assigned to cover him. He had to out-jump them to catch the ball and out-muscle them when they tried to strip it away. Then he had to outrun tacklers, so he focused his practice on exactly these requirements. Not being the fastest receiver in the league turned out not to matter. He became famous for the precision of his patterns. His weight training gave him tremendous strength. His trail running gave him control so he could change direction suddenly without signaling his move. The uphill wind sprints gave him explosive acceleration, most of all his endurance training. Not something that speed-focused athletes would normally concentrate on. Gave him a giant advantage in the fourth quarter. When his opponents were tired and weak, he seemed as fresh as he was the very first minute of the game. Time and time again, that was when he put the game away. Jerry and his coaches understood exactly what he needed in order to be dominant. They focused on these things and not other goals that might have seemed generally desirable, like speed. Jerry understood excellence requires more than just a lot of practice. It requires the right kind of practice. The natural tendency for humans, professional athletes included, is to fall into a routine once we achieve an adequate level of performance. Early on, while Jerry didn't know what his future would hold, he did know how crucial it was not to quit. He understood the value of driving forward, and he fought through. People will not hesitate to tell you what you should be doing. Everyone around you seems to think that they know what you should be doing better than you do. Culture knows exactly where you should be. Your teachers know the kinds of grades you should be getting. Thomas Edison, he was a wavering mind. He had a lack of focus. And he had a difficulty with speech and words. But he ended up with 1,093 patents worldwide, including the electric light, power utilities, sound recording, thank you Thomas Edison, and motion pictures. Richard Branson had dyslexia. He was thought to be lazy by his teachers and always felt bored with learning. Today, he has $8 billion companies starting at the age of 16 one of which is Virgin Records, which led to Virgin Atlantic, and who owns 400 companies. Ludwig van Beethoven. Beethoven ended up deaf, but conducted some of the greatest symphonies of all time. Have you ever heard of the butterfly effect? It was a movie in 2004 with Ashton Kutcher, but more than that, it has been in stories of legend for decades, including time travel in many movies and stories. Early in the 1960s, Edward Lorenz developed a hypothesis. He submitted a journal based on this notion. The exact time of formation and path taken of a tornado were influenced by a minor disturbance such as the flapping of a butterfly's wings. All future events are determined by initial conditions. It wasn't until the early 1990s when this was affirmed as a principle, a statement of fact, something that works, and it works every single time. It is now known as the law of sensitive dependence upon initial conditions. The butterfly effect. What you do matters and will make a difference. There is more to life than what you currently know. Every single person is valuable and has something to offer. That includes you.
but it is not about you. You have no idea what rests in the balance as a result of your decisions. In this series, we have dissected what purpose really is. Purpose is like a GPS. It will act as your guide. This world is full of opportunities and paths you can travel. Having a voice turn by turn directing your every move will ensure that even when obstacles block the way, you will make it to your destination. Purpose is your drive. It will provide you the power to move. Like the engine in a car, all you have to do is press the gas pedal, and even through the most intense currents, you can push through. No longer does the flow of life have to dictate your direction. Purpose is like an anchor. When a storm comes and threatens to turn your world upside down, all you have to do is drop your anchor. Instantly, you are planted and will be able to weather even the most treacherous of storms. Purpose is who you are. It is right now. Purpose is everything. You are already complete and have everything you need. Your success is at the best interest of your creator. You have immensely more potential than you realize. So tap into the rest of the functions that you have inside already. Everyone becomes what they decide to be. Success and failure are a result of decisions. You're not meant to be a hoopty. Purpose will shape everything you do. You will likely have more than one, however. You don't need a key to access it, and you don't need to die to accomplish it. It usually finds you when you least expect it. You know you have found it when you stop looking for it. There is no back door to make it happen faster. Every outcome is determined by a series of events. Something happened to make something come to be. Actions create results. Being intentional is where actions come from, not intentions. And it all starts with the first step. The first step is always the most difficult. You are not going to know what you are doing. It is going to be uncomfortable. The voices of fear and doubt are going to get louder when you are doing work that matters. I cannot guarantee you it will work. If you don't take the step, however, I can guarantee it will not. So you have a choice to listen to what culture has told you and to go with the flow. Die slowly and in regret. When you don't know where you're going, any path will take you there. Step into your destiny. Be intentional and live. Dying is not optional. Not living is. Just like in the movie The Matrix, you take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You just go with the status quo. But remember, at any point, you're either improving or diminishing. There is no such thing as staying the same. You take the red pill, however. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Andy Andrews. In fact, it's on the desktop of my computer. To ensure that every time I log in, I stay intentional about what I'm doing. You have been created with the ability to change the world.
Every single choice you make, every single action you take, matters. But remember, the converse is also true. Every choice you do not make, every action you do not take, matters just as much. Make a decision. What can you do with what you currently have? You already have everything you need. It all starts here, right now, today. Today is all you have. What are you doing with it? If in some way this has added value to your life and you would like to give back, it would help tremendously if you would rate and review the show. Don't forget to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. And remember to share the show with somebody you think could also get some value from it. It may very well change their team. An average is simply a result of balancing out ups and downs. Today, you have lifted your average. I look forward to seeing your tomorrow.